That's new. What the heck was that? Welcome to Probably Therapy. I'm Ryan, and this is Kendall, and we haven't been here in a while, because, well, we just graduated. <laughs> well, it was like, it was a while ago, but... but graduated like a month also, ago. <laughs> we've been mentally recovering from everything that happened before and after. It's, yes, been, it's been a journey. Yes, I still feel like I need to recover. Like... I want, I have like a stack of books that I'm like, oh, I want to read this. I want to like get into this. I want to research this more, blah, blah, blah. And then I think about it and I'm like, you know what? I just did all of that for three years and I think I'm done for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of hitting, like I have my beautiful, um, like ask a, what is it called? Magazine? Yes. Like quarterly or whatever magazine that goes out. It's just been sitting here on my kitchen table for like a week and a half. And I, I want to read it, but I just haven't had like the mental energy. To, to yes, go. totally. Oh, I'm sure there's really interesting stuff in there, but <laughs> I can't accommodate that mental energy at this point. Like, yeah, you know, my head space is so full. <laughs> yeah. Give it a few, another week or two and maybe I'll be there. Maybe. maybe. I, like, I feel like during grad school I like kept putting things off like oh I'm gonna do that when I graduate I'm gonna do that when I graduate when I graduate I'll have the time I'll I'll do that and then now that I'm graduating I'm like you know what sounds great watching tv (laughs) you know what sounds cool (laughs) staying up till 3 a.m watching tiktok (laughs) which I think like It goes into like kind of what we're going to talk about today, which is the like, what now? Mm -hmm. Because when you finish grad school, and maybe this isn't for everybody, at least like in a lot of, in our, our field, I feel like this happens a lot, is you finish grad school and then you you don't have your license yet. Like that's a whole process after you graduate. Yeah. And then a lot of places like they either won't let you apply or like they won't even interview you until you have your license um or like it it's hard to get those interviews and so like yes you graduated that's awesome but that doesn't that doesn't mean like oh you're good now yeah like there's there's here's your yeah like here's a degree that you've worked really hard for and like you did all this work to get this degree but you still can't really do anything until you get that license which you also have to pay for right right like you just spent thousands of dollars on a degree and they're like oh congratulations here's a piece of paper and some student loan debt (laughs) yeah now you have to get your license which like I just saw somebody post on there's a Facebook group I'm a part of that's therapists in uh, like the Kansas City area 
Mm-hmm. There's somebody who posted on there like, hey, does anybody know how long it takes to get you know your license approved? I just moved here in January and submitted all the paperwork and I still haven't heard back. Oh my gosh, that's and terrifying. this was a Facebook post from last week. Like at last no! <laughs> and he had, he said he submitted all that stuff like the second or third week of January. Oh my gosh, January feels like years ago. Like, oh my goodness. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So like- I better get on that. <laughs> it, it could be a minute before like- <laughs> holy cow like I people always say like oh like get it in as quick as you can because you know it's kind of they they don't like process them in any special order it's literally just like the order that they come in right and so like the earlier you get in like the sooner that it'll get processed but like wow (laughs) that's a long time that's like four and a half months and this guy is still waiting that's six months now it's June yeah, like it, I, <laughs> my mind is blown. I was like, holy smokes, sir. Like, so we, we still have, even though we graduated, B, there's still things that we have to get done. Like, I think that was it last week or the week before that we got that email saying that our degree was de- deferred. Is that the conferred. Correct? Deferred. Deferred is a bad thing. Conferred is a good thing. Conferred? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good. We did the good <laughs> thing. We, we got the degree. It's, it's all finalized. <laughs> so like that even took almost a full month to get that figured out. And then yeah. now that we have that, I think we can start on the next step, which would be to fill out our application for a licensure. And we already took our NCE earlier, which is really good because some people in our class won't take the NCE until like this fall. Yeah. So Ryan, for people who don't know, explain what the NCE is and then like because we had two exams we had to take in order yes. to, to, to graduate, graduate. so yes yes Kendall thanks for asking um we <laughs> we had to take the CPCE which is our comps test and that's what we had to take um to to pass school to get to get to graduation um that was what the school needed to be like, oh yeah, they did pay attention in class. They did know things. Good for you. Okay. Now here's a piece of paper. Um, so that's what, that's the first test we took. And I took that back in March. I think you did too. You took yours at like the beginning of March. Yeah. Like the middle of March. I was like the first one to take it. I didn't even, I didn't even know what the passing score was when I took it. And so I just have the score and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I don't even know released a passing score by the time. Oh no, that when I took it, they had just told us. Yeah, I found out like the next week after I took mine and it was terrible waiting. Um, so that that was terrifying. So then when after that test, then we um they opened like the window to to schedule for the NCE, which is your national counselor exam. And that is what the um licensure place, <laughs> the state of Kansas or any other state needs. Um to fulfill your licensure they need to know that you passed that to know that you are a comparable comparable comp- competent competent wow that went a whole other direction really with all those letters yeah words are hard um so yeah you have to be smart um <laughs> to uh to get your to get your uh, license and so that test i took that the day after our last 
day of classes that Wednesday after our last day of classes. Um, so that was the end of April. And I think you took it that weekend. I took it. Yeah. And mine, I was annoyed. So you took it, you actually like went in and sat in the testing center. Yes. I took it from home. They let us like, there was a, a home proctoring thing they let us do. And mm-hmm. I accidentally scheduled mine for 11 PM. I cannot believe that. <laughs> I totally so forgot. I thought I scheduled it for 11 AM. <laughs> You were like ready to go. You I were... was panicking because like I, it wasn't letting me log on the button that it was supposed to be there. To, no. to there and I was like messaging the help thing. And then they, I love the guy's response. Actually, I don't know if it was a guy, but whoever, the person I was talking to their response after like a few minutes of me being like, here's my confirmation number. Here's my ID thing. Here's whatever. He, he just sent back. I'm so sorry. Like that was the, fr- and then I was like, he sent another message that was like, your exam is scheduled to start at 11 p.m. No. And did I. Your heart, did your heart and your this. stomach just like drop to the floor? Had, it was a weird combination of like relief, like utter despair, <laughs> and like no. just overwhelming embarrassment. Because I was like panicking and messaging this person, like, yeah, like help me, help me. I don't, I don't understand. I'm trying to figure this out, whatever. And then he's just like, I'm really sorry. Like, Your exam doesn't I start could, for another twelve hours. Like, if I could have just curled up in a, a ball of shame, I would have done that. No. Oh and then I was gosh. so annoyed. So, but then I, I took mine. Yeah, that Saturday after our last class. Yeah. Um, and- and for people who don't know, this is like a four-hour exam. You, they give you four hours to take this exam. So Kendall starting his exam at eleven p.m. I mean, you yeah. didn't you didn't finish until like two, right? Yeah, I Maybe finished. like three hours. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I finished mine. No, it, I didn't take that long. I don't think. Okay. Because they give you like four hours, but most people finish in like an hour and a half or two hours is what I remember them saying. And so I, but I was testing, yeah, until like 1 a.m. I think I finished like right at one, maybe a little after one. God bless you. (laughs) And he passed. (laughs) Oh, well, and that's the thing about, yeah, that's the thing about the NC is that we don't know what the passing score is yet. And so we both got good scores, we think, um, but we don't know the passing score yet. And so sitting in our confidence in that it was a good score still isn't confirmed um, for a while now. And so that's, that's also been like a weird struggle thing. Like, oh no, I'm good. Like I can sell my study materials. <laughs> right. <laughs> when should like, I? They're like, oh yeah, like we did really well, but then they, they re-standardize it every year. Yes. And so, like, what the exact passing score was last year might not be the passing score this year. Like, yeah, it's like the average of everybody, right? Or it's, like, yeah, it's like what's. I think they like look at. I don't look. Statistics people let us know how passing scores and averaging and finding out or whatever on standardized test works. But like, I think they like compile like what's the average score, and then like make that sort of like the the benchmark like a passing score has got to be at least this because most people scored like at that right and from according to the google um passing scores tend to be like around the low 90s like there's 100 or there's 200 questions 
they score it out of 160 in a like passing some of, them are, some of them are just practice questions or yeah they have like 40 questions in there that are like pilot questions for future mm -hmm. tests and mm -hmm. then which like did you feel like you like came across one of those like i don't i don't remember, I don't remember what yeah, I don't I remember, remember what a couple. I don't remember what they are because yeah. we're also not supposed to like talk about what the exact questions are. Right. Because I don't remember. Right. Because um, again, I took mine at eleven p.m. <laughs> um, but I do remember re there were a couple questions I read, and I was like, "This has to be like a pilot question because it doesn't make any sense." Yes. Yeah, I had I had a couple of those too, and I was like reading it. You know, you read every question like fifteen times anyway yeah. because you're just like trying to figure out what the heck it's saying. But then, like, right. there are certain questions where they're where you're like, I really think this is a pilot question because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. It's those questions you come to, and they're like, there's like three negatives in there. It's like, if it's not, and then not, and then it's, but yeah. it's never. And then it's like, wait, hold on. Did you did you read that question before you wrote it, or did you just like string some words? Yes. Question? Yeah. Like, and the thing, go. and the thing that I thought was really interesting about the CPC and the NC is that you study the same material. There's it's the same material, but the questions are worded differently. And it's, yeah. it's trying to understand or get something different out of you, but it's the same study material. So that's like a very interesting thing to kind of sit there for each test. And you studied the same exact stuff, but they're like trying to get different things out of you, which is it was, it was just very interesting. Yeah, I definitely feel like I came across questions on the NCE that I was like, oh, I think I answered almost this exact same question on the CPCE, but it was just a little, it was worded differently. Worded differently. It yeah, no, for sure. Same question. So there mm -hmm. is a ton of overlap between the two. Yes. Um, but yeah, there, and it, like, I think we both agree the CPCE was more difficult. Yes. Like, between I agree. The two, that one was the more difficult one. Yeah um yeah, definitely not that either one is easy but true <laughs> it was more difficult I think in from my like in my opinion um yeah but yeah we we don't know for sure yet if we pass the NCE and that's the joy and hopefully we find out this week or next week they'll announce what a passing score was and then we'll know for sure but you know we can't even apply for a licensure until we know we pass that um which is just a joy yeah so yeah. the last two months really april was just really intense like finishing projects finishing um we didn't really have any finals like for school it was just like our cpc and our um nc but look how a lot, a lot of case presentations have felt to like round out um our, our program had a lot of like you have to go to a conference and write a paper about it and you have to do counseling session and let us know that you did that. Or like, there's like different like qualifications that you have to do before you graduate. And you've had like the last three years to do them. Um, but you have to keep track of the fact right. that I did do that. And here's when I did that. And here's my, yes. that. here's my receipt for this thing. And I mean, it's just, so like kind of figuring out all of that and making sure all of that's turned in and all of your boxes are checked off like I had like a checklist of assignments to do like the last three weeks of school and um and then on top of that studying for um the NCE um in that April month uh, it was a lot um yeah. so there's another reason why you didn't get any content for the last two months we've been a little busy 
a little busy. And for one of our classes, we didn't have like a final exam, but we, it was our program development class. So we had yes. to develop a comprehensive program that we would use in the school, which I think my final one ended up being like 30 something pages. Oh, I don't even know how long mine was. Like it was, it was a hefty, a hefty document of all this she, stuff. And she thick for sure. Yeah. So there was that um, on top of all the stuff that we did. So that's, we've been busy. We've been busy. Yes. Um, yeah. And we're glad we're done and we're glad, well, we're hopefully done with the school stuff. Now it's about like getting licenses and actually working and applying for jobs. Yeah. Like I, I have a job. Yeah. Good for you. Um, <laughs> no, I think, uh, um, I think, uh, remember that shift, like when we went from like tests and like, like class, like just doing class. And then that shift, like in last year, last January, we shifted into um, practicum, doing practicum and internships yeah. that next year. And so that yep. shift to being like, okay, like I'm not going to take a test anymore. Like I'm going to videotape myself counseling someone and show it to somebody. Like it yeah. was like such a shift. And so now it's, it's kind of like a similar shift. It, it, that feels like to me, like, it's like, okay, now we're like completely done with the school aspect of things. But like we're continuing to learn and grow just in like different ways. For sure. Uh, so yeah, it's just like it's- a weird pivot <laughs> well I think it like the shift like because we went from being like classroom students to being like doing things students I, there's a better word like we moved into like the application or like the the practical side of the work like we're actually doing the work but we're still students and now I think we're in that shift from like student to professional like yeah now oh. we really are taking ownership of like no this is our career now and we are mm-hmm. professionals and there's not like that safety net of like a graduate program or professors anymore. Now it's us and we have to kind of launch out and figure this stuff and, you know. Find a con- another community. Yeah, like finding another community to like base our professional career on like or to base like who we are as a right. counselor now. Um, yeah, it's just, it's different. And like Kendall said, like I'm searching for a job um, and I've done, they, I mean, the good thing about our program, um, has been that we can be school counselors or we can be like LPC counselors. Um, so we kind of have like a, a larger grove to pick from. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like, as I've been applying for jobs, it's been interesting kind of like where I've felt led in different ways. Um, cause I started applying for schools and, um, which felt like good and like, right. Like I, I feel comfortable at schools and I think that's a really awesome place to have counselors. Um, uh, but now I'm really, I'm into like more of an interview process and like at, at a, at a, uh, private practice sector, um, yeah. which is totally different than a school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, sure. um, it's just been, it's just been interesting to see kind of what the world opens up um and opportunities as a counselor yeah for sure and that's like I've been people like when I talk to people about like oh like where do you see yourself I was just talking to a friend um this past weekend and he was I didn't want to correct him because I'm it's really it's not important at the end of the day but 
you know, he's talking about like, like, oh, you know, really excited to see like, you know, now that you're done, you know, as you work towards like building up your caseload and getting clients and yada, yada, yada. And I was, I didn't have the heart to be like, well, I work in a school. My caseload is 400 students. Right. <laughs> and I don't have to build them. They're just there. They're just there. Yes. Um, and it just like, you know, and talking to people about like, well, you know, where do you see yourself? Like, do you want to work in a school, you know, long-term or do you want to move into private practice eventually or like on the clinical side of things? And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure right now. Yeah. I really yeah. like what I do in a the school. There are obviously parts of it that I don't like, but that's going to be any job you have. Yeah, um, sure. But I, I can see myself, like, I think my like dream position and these already exist in a lot of places and they're becoming more of a thing and schools and districts are adding them is to work more as like an in-school therapist, yeah. um, you know, cause I really do like working in the school environment because I think that's a really awesome way to reach a lot of, of, uh, kids that you wouldn't normally see come into your office as a, a therapist in private practice or even in agency right. work, you know, you're going to get a lot of kids who, um, have a lot of barriers, whether it's financial or, or otherwise that would prevent them from, you know, seeking mental health, you know, services outside of the school setting. Um, and so it's a really awesome way to kind of meet those needs and connect with those kids, um, which has a lot of appeal to me. Um, but I, I like, I like being a counselor and there's a lot that I do as a school counselor that really has nothing to do with counseling. Yeah. That's um, and that's, that's kind of my, mm -hmm. my one real complaint about um, kind of the job, the role of the school counselor mm -hmm. um, is that there's a lot of things that I do that have nothing to do with being a counselor at all. Um, but yeah. for one reason or another, it, it's stuff that the school counselor has wound up being responsible for. And so, yes, there's like, we have ASCA that, you know, tries to advocate and push for, um, you know, getting non-counseling duties taken off the plates of counselors. Um, and we have like the, you know, our Kansas School Counselor Association that's kind of pushing for stuff like that and, you know, getting more counselors into schools, which I think is awesome. You know, there's a lot of good advocacy work um, and ideas out there, but because it's education, it could be a long time before we see any of that actually happen um, because education as a system just moves extremely slowly. Um, and so I, I just I'm not sure I want to like wait around to see if that even happens. Yeah. So it's fine to be like, okay, like, well, where do I want to be? Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to stay as a school counselor and, you know, embrace that role for what it is, or do I want to find other opportunities as a counselor yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, yeah, like I said, like we get like the option, right? Like with this program, like we got the option to pick, but, mm -hmm. and with that kind of comes like this awkwardness or like fumbling through like what we are going to decide. And like with starting in the school, like, I don't know, like one of the fears for me, and maybe this hits home for you too, like, is that people who usually start in the education sector stay there forever. <laughs> right. And so like, I don't, I want to be able to, to kind of figure that out, um, and not feel like stuck somewhere. Um, yeah. and I, and I think 
when you have the option, it can be scary to completely decide in one, one way or the other that like, okay, no, this is it. That's not it. This is it. That's not it. You're like saying no when, while you're saying yes. Um, mm. Which like, like you said, like to be like an in-house therapist, so you could do like a hundred percent like counseling sessions with kids in school. Like that'd be the best of both worlds. Right. right. Um, but like you said, like, there's just not that much opportunity and, and the school system does lo- move really slowly. Um, so yeah, so it can just be kind of interesting to, or it will be interesting to see what job opportunities are available, like in the next 10 to 15 years, um, in this field as, um, you know, hopefully the stigma, mental health stigma continues to disappear and, and, and adjusts in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, cause I've definitely had this, this thought and maybe we've talked about this before, but do you ever feel like because of the program we went through and because we have so much flexibility in terms of like career path as counselors that it almost makes it harder to choose. Oh, hundred percent. Like I could be a school counselor mm-hmm. or I could work as a mental health professional. I could go into private practice. I could find an agency to work for. Yeah. Go work at a hospital. Right. I could go work at a hospital. Like there's just so many different options and routes um and again because we went through the school counseling track in our program and we're like eligible for both licenses mm-hmm. that adds a whole other like career field almost to choose from and like that almost makes it more difficult because like a lot of people who go into school counseling will they go through like more traditional school counseling programs and then they become school counselors. Like that's the only right. That's their job. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It's that's like going right. to school to be a nurse. Like you're going, so then you're going to become a nurse or a teacher. Like, so then you're going to become a teacher. Like that's right. the one avenue um, that you're going to school for. And, and for this, like, obviously we're going to be counselors, um, but there's so many options. There's, and people still like my family still questions what, what I got my degree in. Like, <laughs> I had my like you're a counselor oh so you're a psychologist or or you're a psychiatrist like well no or or like you know the brain like well it's okay but it's so so many questions (laughs) and my sister um she's a a counselor as well and so like we have this thing where when we're at family gatherings like we almost have to like spend time when people when we're talking to people about like work and like catching up on the last year because a lot of times it's family we haven't seen in a long time and we're talking to them about like you know oh what's been going on in our lives and we talk to them about work we have to like explain to them what we do mm-hmm. like and and it's funny sometimes we're talking about like some of the things we do or some of the you know situations we've been in and their eyes get really wide because they realize like oh I didn't realize that counselors did that yeah <laughs> like, yes we do like there's some crazy situations that we've had to be in and like we're just expected to know what to do in those moments and a lot of times we don't and we have to ask people who are mm-hmm. you know who've been in in the field a lot longer for help and advice and things like that but it's interesting that like it's one of those fields that people just don't know a lot about and then you start explaining it to them they're like oh wait what i didn't understand i didn't realize i like, guess i and that's part of my job. <laughs> Here I am. This is me. Situations. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, I think it can be super confusing and, and frustrating for other people, I think, and for like us to like having to explain what, what is, what to do. And yeah, and it, and that has been difficult in like the job finding process is like, how do I search on Indeed counselor and not get a thousand camp counselor um, jobs? Camp counselor jobs pop up. <laughs> I'm like, <Yep>. no. <laughs> like, no, I'm just I'm a little bit more qualified than a little bit more qualified than the camp counselor. Yeah. Um it I think counselor is a word that gets used often um and mm. not in a I don't even know how to explain it. Like Not it, in the way that we <laughs> we think of it now. Right. Like, yes. Like if you go back and you think about like protected titles is a term that gets tossed out a lot. Um, because in most states, there are certain like um, titles or um, things that are they're classified as protected titles, which means you have to have a specific like meet specific qualifications and have specific licenses to use that title like uh, a lawyer real estate agent or an accountant yes, like yeah. uh, a licensed physician or a licensed psychologist those are protected titles mm-hmm. like not anybody can just use that but the term counselor is not a protected title now there are titles like um a licensed mental health professional or like qualified mental health professional uh, licensed professional counselor is a protected title however just the word counselor isn't and so it gets confusing when you're looking for jobs because there's so many different titles mm-hmm. that can all be referring to the same thing yeah if I just type in counselor even it even like state I, by state like say yeah. by state like they use different terminology like for just for school counselors like we say school counselor but like my fiance and I are moving to South Carolina and they say guidance counselor. Which and is so the whole look, thing. Yeah, which is the whole thing. Like Aska has issues and or whatever. Yes. But professional like but, professionally, there's a big shift to get it pushed towards using the term school counselor. School counselor. Like guidance counselor is just kind of an older term. But yeah, older. it's it's yeah. They're, they're referring to the same thing. It's the same thing, but it's different terminology. So it, yeah, it can be super confusing um and trying to understand or trying to explain um what it is that we do or what we want to do (laughs) right I think like in interviews um lately people have asked like what's your five-year plan and I'm like well like my passion is to help people find their identity um and and to to find purpose in the world (laughs) Um, I don't know if I want to do that in a school or if I want to do that right. in a in a counseling room or if I want to do that right. writing a book. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what, what that looks like. Are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but that's what I enjoy doing. Um <laughs> right. That's and it's hard because again, like there's a lot of ways we could do that. Like our training has prepared us to do that in some like broad ways but the applications could be in a lot of different sort of methods and so it's it's hard to be like well no like this is how I do that it's like well no I could do it in like you know all these other ways too and yeah and like I and like I said like we don't know what jobs will be available in the next 10 15 20 years right um, and what that will look like what opportunities that we haven't even thought of that will be open for us I mean like 
telehealth counseling. Like I would never have thought that to be a thing that we could do when I first got into grad school, but now like that is very possibly what I'll be doing. And so it's just very interesting. I mean, that's just, that's just three years. Right. Um, so like, what is the next 10, five years going to look like, um, for job opportunities in this field? Right. Well, and that's not even going into the whole issue of like pay, like salary, Mm -hmm. because like full disclosure, working in education, whether it's as a, a, the only way you're going to make good money working in education is if you're an administrator. Oh, totally. Like that, it, that's just a fact. That's the yeah. only way you're going to make like good money in education. If you work as a teacher, like everybody knows teachers don't get paid well. Right. But what they don't tell you is that basically everybody, anybody who works in a school and falls under um, what's called the, the certified side of this, of the um, employee whatever, which means like you, you're licensed somehow, right? Like you have some kind of a license to be working in the position you have at that school. Anybody who falls into that category, but isn't an administrator gets paid off of the teacher salary schedule, right? So I could be a school counselor. I could be uh, the instructional coach. I could be, I think even the school psychologist, like, it doesn't matter who you are, if you fall under basically anything but admin on the certified side of the, the staff and faculty, then you get paid off the teacher salary schedule, um, which means that I also then don't get paid very well mm-hmm. as a school counselor, which is becoming more of a thing people are noticing because we, we talked about this um, a while ago, but as, a, as counselors, at least for us and for a lot of counselors, like your traditional master's program that you go through in education um, as a teacher is probably going to be around 32 to 36 hours, graduate hours, which means about maybe a year, maybe a year and a half of grad school. Sometimes a little bit longer if they space it out, maybe you're going two years if you're doing part-time or something like that. Um, Ours was three years. Full-time. And full-time. And I'm graduating with 66 hours. You're graduating with 69? Yeah, I think it's right. maybe 71. If you took one extra class or maybe two extra classes than me. I think it's 71. Something like that. It's yeah. definitely over 60. <laughs> so we're in grad school for up to possibly two, twice as long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time... There's no like then salary incentive on the back end of it. Yeah. Like we, we don't get anything special because we've been in grad school longer. Um, at least the district I'm in, and I know this is true for a lot of districts, there's no, there's no additional incentive to get higher level licensure, to get clinical licensure. Yeah. Like, that's, the thing, that's the thing I think like we, we, you don't need to take the NCE to be a school counselor. Yeah. You take, you take the, uh, in, you take the school counseling praxis, which is, yeah. I think the teachers take a praxis. They take the praxis too. To yeah. Teach and so. so it's, you're taking the same test, but you're in school for a lot longer. Um, I don't, I'm assuming that 
school counselors, like, pe- like people who just go to master's school to get their school counselor ma- master's degree, I'm wondering if that is 60 hours or less. My, my coworker went through one of those programs that was just a true school counseling uh-huh. also accredited by KCREP, which is the counseling accreditation body. Um, yes. But her program, she said, was like 55 hours. So, so it's still dead. almost double 30. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still almost twice as long. But again, she also was in the same boat of, you know, well, like most districts don't recognize the difference between a master's program that was 32 hours versus a master's program that was 55 or 60 hours you know, in a lot of their minds, a master's program is a master's program, no matter what. And they're not going to adjust your pay based on the fact that you were in grad school for twice as long. Right. You know, and again, on top of that, you're still then just on the salary schedule that teachers are on. Not that that's, you know, like, again, everybody can agree. Teachers don't get paid well, you know? And so, yes, do teachers need to get paid better? hundred percent. But like, for me, I'm a firm believer in the fact that or in the idea that school counselors, school psychologists, school social workers, we should be on a different salary schedule entirely to reflect not only like the work we do, but also the training we have to go through, the liability that we incur in our roles. You know, like I, I handle a lot of things that carry a lot higher level of like liability than your average classroom teacher. And so hey, my pay should probably reflect that, you know? Yeah. But it, it, it just gets into a lot of nitty gritty stuff. It does. And I think like along with like, obviously like how much you get paid plays a lot into, or for most people, plays um, into in some degree um, what job what job option you'll take. Um and, and what, what you want to pursue, I think. And I, I think something that even crossed my mind before I went to grad school was like, will this even be worth it? Like, will all of this money for grad school be worth, you know, like, I mean, you spend so much money, like right when you go to like medical school, you can so much money, but you're going to, but as a doctor, you're going to make a lot of money. Right. And so like, eventually you're going to be able to like pay yourself back and it'll be okay. Um, but I think like, with this program that was something that that popped into my head was is this going to be a financially am I going to get my return on investment you know right um from a business standpoint right well and that's even a thing like between working in a school versus like working in like private practice yeah you know like even after grad school it's like yeah I've got all this debt so like financially does it make a lot of sense for me to go work in a school where I'm not going to get paid very well? Or should I go work in private practice where I could be making double what I'd make in a school? Yeah, like, for right off the bat. Yeah. Like what makes mm-hmm. more sense? And yes, it's not all about finances. And yes, I wish I could remove that factor, you know, from like my decision-making in this, but it, at the end of the day, it is one, like we do have to consider that because it's really hard, if not impossible, a lot of times to walk out of all of your schooling, undergraduate and grad school with no student debt. Yeah. You know, and so hard. what you're going to get paid for the work you do is going to factor into what job you take. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I like, and then of course there's so many ups to working in a school, right? Like you just got on summer break. 
<laughs> yeah. right? Like there's not many other jobs in the world where you get a summer break right. and a winter break like and a spring break. Seven weeks or eight weeks of vacation just built into your Yeah. Year. I mean, and that, that you, on huge perk. Like, <laughs> right. On top of like the breaks you get during the school year and like the PTO that you get on top of it. Like, yeah, I just have this like seven or eight week period where like everybody knows I'm not at work. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing any work because I'm off contract. Right. But, you know, that is built in. So that is really nice. Um, you know, obviously while I am on contract during the school year, we are doing a ton of work. Yes. Uh, but then, yeah, you get this stretch where it's like, yeah, it's summer. Mm-hmm. Like teachers aren't doing anything. Like I'm not doing anything. You know, well, I mean, here's the thing, though, is people say, oh, they're on summer break, they're not doing anything. But the truth is, a lot of times people do, like, if, if there's they're people checking out there that, yeah, there's people out there who think that, like, teachers, administrators, counselors, like, literally don't do anything over their summer breaks. And they assume that we just take all that time to do nothing. Like, they don't understand the amount of work we put into our jobs. Yeah. Like, Yes, teachers probably like everybody does take those breaks. You might take a few weeks, but like you're probably also thinking about preparing, gearing up for like, okay, well, when I return to the building, like here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to like organize my classroom. Here's some of the stuff I want to try out this year. You know, you're yeah, you're, you're always well, and I think like hopefully people who work in a school are passionate, right? And so they're they're good. You, you just think about the things that you're passionate about. Like I remember like my mom was a teacher and she would get you know, so excited over the summer, like preparing and building things yeah. and, and making decorations and, and putting things together for lessons. And, um, and yeah, nice school counselors the same way for sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think, there, I think obviously there's ups and downs to anything that you can, that you can pick under the sun to do, um, uh, after you graduate with your, uh, counseling, uh, master's degree, but it has been an interesting last month kind of figuring out what that looks like now um, that I do have this degree that I've been working for for the last three years and now it's over like what Um, but it's also just beginning yes it's very interesting like a very weird thing like I my brother also just graduated um, from his undergrad and so we've kind of had a couple conversations about like what it's like like has it just does it hit you like I, he went he like walked at his graduation and he was sitting there and we're taking pictures and I was like I was like he, he he just seemed like you know whatever um and I was like I think it's one of those things that just doesn't hit you like it just it just doesn't hit you until you like least expect it that like it's over that like I'm done with this that like this chapter of my life is is close has come to an end that we're closing this door we're moving on to another one mm-hmm. um it's something that doesn't it's not and some people do like at graduation, it hits them, you know, like as they're walking across the stage, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm graduating, you know, like, and it hits you then. But I don't know, for me, that's, I've never been like that. Like, I think it takes me like a while to really sink in that something is over. Um, and right. that, that has been like a really interesting last couple of weeks and, and trying to actually process that as yeah. like, okay, like I'm not going to go back and sit and. Dr. Horde's class and have Kendall, you know, talk to me behind my back and like, you know, whisper uh, silly things to each other. Like, <laughs> like that's not going to happen anymore. Right. Like it's, that's just, so it's just, it's just been interesting to f- process that in a way that is good, I guess. <laughs> Dr. Horde, if you listen to this, we, we did pay attention. I promise. 
<laughs> we love you, Dr. Hort. <laughs> um, no, but I agree. Like I've had, you know, I had a, a teacher who, um, cause I helped out a little bit with our, like, we didn't really have true like sports seasons this year. Um, but we ran like these, um, like, I think there were, I don't know, four to six week like camp things, um, for students. And, um, I kind of helped out with the volleyball one, um, for, for like a, a few days and the, the head coach of that, who's a teacher at my school, she, um, has been really trying to get me to be an assistant coach next year. And I've explained to her and our principal, um, or associate principal, who's also our, um, athletics director at our school, like, Hey, I literally just got all of my weeknights back. Yeah. Like I haven't had free weeknights <laughs> or weekends for the last three years. Mm-hmm. At least the last year. Yeah. yeah. And then like I had my one year that I worked between undergrad and grad school. And yes, I had like some time there, but then even in undergrad, like I was a college athlete. And so I didn't have a lot of free weeknights. Yeah. Especially when I was in season. And so like, I, I really want to like not add stuff back in. Yeah, right away. I, well, and I think it's like, like, especially an undergrad for me. And it sounds like for you too, like I just had so many different things. Like I was like in my story and I was a president of this club and I was a part of this club and I worked out, helped out the wrestling team. And there's just like so many yeah. different things. And I felt like in grad school, like the same way, like we would go to class or we would see a client or we would go to school or we would go to an internship or like, right. We right. a family like it was just like something different every time like it was like okay this is my this internship face and this is this internship face and this is how I act in school and this is how I act in class and right. like well and it's that thing of like when I'm not going to like a, a internship or some commitment or something then mm-hmm. I'm trying to cram in working on homework or trying to yeah studying. exactly like there's so, always something yeah like I and so I was like well I just got all of that free time that I literally haven't had in years. Yeah. That's not all that bad. I want to like figure out what my life is like actually having that time. Yeah. Like just like, going wanna, to work. <laughs> yes. Take advantage of it. Like just yeah. going to work and then being able to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Without having to like run to the next thing. And yeah. so maybe, maybe in a year or two, I'll think about adding stuff back in. But right now, I, I don't want to. I want to just, you know, and I think a lot of people when they graduate grad school and they've been through a program like ours where you do have all those commitments um, and like placements and things like that, like you really just want to like relish and take advantage of your time once you get it all back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot of people who graduate and then rush into a bunch of other commitments. It's like, no, I want to just, like relax and enjoy not having to do anything. Yeah. It seems like a lot of our classmates have like been going on vacations or been doing Mm -hmm. stuff around the house or been doing something very opposite to the grind (laughs) of grad school. Um, so I'm like, obviously I'm really proud of everybody for that, that I've seen. And I'm, I hope that it's a lot more than just people who have posted on social media. Um, (laughs) but I think it, it is this like a reflection of all the work that we've done over the past three years to just have it be over and, and yeah, to have that space, um, now to, to, okay, what, 
what does, what is excitement? What is exciting to me? Like what doing homework was not exciting to me. So like, what, what is those things that I'm going to choose to do now on the weeknights? Um, when I have this free time, um, that's going to give me life. Right. Right. It's like what finally having the time and energy to be like, okay, what's next. Mm -hmm. Right. Not having to rush it. Just actually being able to just pause in your life and just be like, okay, like what's next for me? What do I want to do? You know, and actually feel like I have the ability to figure that out before I have to rush into something. Right. I think that's awesome. And I think that's a good place to stop for the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, we apologize for our long absence. (laughs) Um, We are going to hopefully be starting to put these episodes back up um, more, more regularly again um but thank you guys who have waited for us to start posting again um we appreciate you we appreciate your support um and we love you guys yeah thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon bye-bye